So Preston, I lied. We are back to discuss more Star Trek Picard. Last time I said we'd be back in like two weeks. We're back a week you later. You couldn't stay away. It I, was like, cu- it was I couldn't too stay much. away. Yeah, it, this episode was actually pretty interesting, and it. Uh, I started noticing some things, and uh, see. The one thing about this episode I gotta say is that it doesn't really hit me in the feels like it probably did for a lot of TNG fans because mm. I didn't grow up with TNG. Um, that that was that was I feel like that was you and uh, Phil the Issues guy. You guys were yeah. all like TNG, um, but it was an interesting episode nonetheless where nothing really happens, but stuff is a bit more clear now. Yeah, the I feel like this was an Easter egg like fan service episode mm. like they're like going to see Riker and Troy and then there's just so many so many easter egg references to things from TNG um like the names of their children and stuff like that like harking back to to different episodes uh you know nothing even happens on the planet like i can't remember anything about like the the Riker Troy conversations and like I guess they just needed a cooling off period and, and some time for for um, um, the android girl to get connected to Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they splice it with, you know, um, our, our Romulan uh, uh, samurai in order to, like, keep us entertained a little bit, have a little more action. Well, let's, uh, let's, let me do a recap real quick of the episode. Sure. Um, the episode is called, I, 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 I've been trying, Nepenthe? Nepenthe? Nepenthi? Nepenthi? Nepenthi. I'm just going to call it Nepenthi. Fuck people in the comment section. Don't get on my case. Um, A flashback reveals that Commodore O... Nepenthes. Nepenthes? Nepenthes? I'm just going to call it Nepenthi. It's apparently apparently from the Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Like some sort of drug that that, uh, gets rid of grief. A flashback reveals that Commodore O mind-melded with Gerardi to convince her of the danger of synthetic life and had her ingest the tracking device. Picard takes Soji to William Riker and Deanna Troy's home planet of Nepenthe, uh, and they offer Picard sanctuary there, and their daughter Kestra tries to befriend Soji. Soji learns that she's an android and has trouble trusting anyone after Narek's betrayal, but she tells them about her dream, and Kestra is able to learn about the planet's location from a family friend. Kestra also convinces Soji to trust Picard, but meanwhile, Nerissa, Narek's sister, kills Hugh and other ex-Borg, and before dying, Hugh tells Elnor that he needs a former Borg to activate the Queen's cell and retake, and retake control of the artifact. Elnor uses an SOS beacon that Seven of Nine left behind for Picard to call for help. The La Serena crew tries to get to Nepenthe, but are chased by Narek, who is following the tracker in Gerardi. Feeling guilty, Gerardi uses a neurotoxin to put herself in a coma and disable the tracker. The episode ends with the La Serena arriving at the planet to pick up Picard and Soji. So, where do you want to start first? Because the one thing everybody's been talking about is the flashback with Commodore O, who's a Vulcan, and they can mind meld? Yeah, yeah. I I was fully convinced that she was also a a Romulan, um, genetically uh, altered, or uh, physically altered. But no, it turns out she really is a uh, a Vulcan the, the whole time, and and so she did this mind meld thing. So 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 Vulcan. So for those of us who are unaware, um, what is mind melding, and why can't Romulans use it if they're kind of almost genetically related to the uh, the Romulans? I the think Vulcans. it's just a, I think it's a lot of practice. Um, I I you know I, I think there's there's a, I'm sure somebody could could go into the the long history of of Romulus and, and Vulcan, but 
but essentially they split. Um, the, the society was very uh, aggressive. And then the Vulcans um, decided to embrace logic. And then mm-hmm. they came up and they spent a lot more time like doing um, mind stuff. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think there's ever been, been a um, Romulan that could ever mind meld. Hmm. I, I, I just... Is it is it possible that someone mind melded with Commodore O's predecessor and so on and so forth and all the way back? That's that's a good question. I mean, we know so so mind melds are are essentially just a way to transfer thoughts and even consciousness. Mm. So the the biggest the biggest um, case of it was uh, at the end of Star Trek Two, Spock dies, but he mind melds with with um, the Doctor um, and. He uh, bones and he transfers his consciousness into bones. And then later when Spock has a new body grown from him from the Genesis planet, he, you know, bones is able to mind meld it back, the consciousness back into Spock and essentially resurrects Spock. Mm. Um, and so we just kind of know that, that mind melding is, is some sort of like sharing of thoughts. In fact, that's what they usually say, my, my mind to your mind, my thoughts to your thoughts. Right. Um, and so this was a way for her to just instantly transfer a whole bunch of memories that she has that may, I don't know where she took it from, but, um, or, or how she got it, but she did, and then she passed it on. Um, oh, interestingly enough, so the Romulans don't, don't seem to have like psionic telepathic abilities, but Remans do. And sometime, like sometime, maybe you know, maybe the Vulcans got it from from the Remans. I don't know, but uh, it, it's never really, it has not been explained yet on on why Vulcans have this ability, but Romulans don't, considering that they're so genetically similar. Maybe maybe the Vulcans like interbred with Remans. I don't know. Well, the reason I bring this all up is because. Um, remember how in Watchmen you were noticing some like uh, some uh, patterns going on there with especially everything blue and the egg and all that stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's a pattern going on here, and it's the infinity symbol. Oh, right. Yeah. So at one point during a, a conversation, uh, they mentioned where is it right here? I had it here. The Infinity Lake, which is a spaceport on the on the planet that Picard and Sojian with Riker and Troy. Um, they mentioned the Infinity Lake. I think when um, Rafi is looking at the computer to decipher Borg language or whatever, it's a bunch of, like, infinity symbols. Um, what else? Soji's necklace, the infinity symbol. Um, and a couple episodes back, during the one where uh, Rafi goes to see her son, she, uh, he mentions how she's a conspiracy theory a theorist, and he mentions briefly the Council of Eight. And if you turn that on its side, Eight is the infinity symbol. So something's going on with the infinity symbol here. I have no idea what, but it, it, it's starting to get fairly interesting. Um, but at the same time, the whole theory here, I guess, is that the Zat Vash and some some sect of the Vulcans are working together to try and prevent this synthetic thing because maybe, just maybe, uh, it has it has something to do with Star Trek Discovery. Now, are, did you ever watch Star Trek Discovery? I, I have not, but but I, I heard that there's a, a Section 31 plot that, that involves something called control, that they, they, 
they have to send to the future. Right. The AI threat analysis um, um, system goes rogue as they normally do. And I guess it feels as though the only threat to the galaxy is human life. So they're trying to extinguish it. And there's a time travel plot and blah, 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 blah. You, you can probably, you know, fit in the rest. So <laughs> I'm assuming that we're probably going to get like... People, were, people have been saying this to me. We're probably going to get the MCU version of Star Trek where, yeah. you know, the, the crew of the Discovery will somehow travel forward in time, almost 150 years in time, to meet Picard. And, yeah, this is this is kind of getting a bit interesting with the Infinity Symbols and the whole synthetic thing and Soji being the quote-unquote destroyer. Yeah, it's going to be tough because, I, I, I don't know, I feel like people haven't watched Discovery as much as, as the other Star Treks. So mm. when they make references to TNG, like, people get it. But when they when they start bringing in Star Trek Discovery, everybody's like, ah, what? You know? Yeah, I didn't really watch much of Discovery. I know a bit about it because I, I have a couple of friends who did watch it. But I don't know too much about it. All I know is that Section 31 appears... And then the crew of the Discovery. Yeah, they're are apparently like... really they're apparently really huge, which kind of contradicts everything that goes on in Deep Space Nine. Well, you know, like the one thing I heard is that when the, the apparently the crew of the Discovery is like launched to another like dimension or something. I, I'm sure someone in the comment section will correct me, but towards the very end of the season, who's the guy? Uh, the commander. He's fairly famous. He appears. Pike? Pike. Pike says to cover up all information related to the USS Discovery. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I guess that's how it fits, kinda. So like the 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 making of section make the making of section thirty one into being ultra secret happens after post discovery. I guess. Cause I, I, apparently in Discovery they're just Section thirty one has its own badges and everyone's just talking openly about how like being part of Section thirty one. And of course in Deep Space Nine Section 31 is something no one has heard of. Right. You know? Like, it's it's a complete secret. They have their own space station as well in, in, in uh, Discovery. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so the theory here that I've, I've been reading up on and people have been telling me about is that uh, there's some, some, some type of time travel plot going on and Control and the Red Angel and the Discovery crew are part of this time travel thing. So the theory is essentially that Control somehow went back in time... And that's why the Romulans kind of hate all synthetics. It has something to do with control, being an AI itself. And uh, when Romulans and the Vulcans were together, they had this secret plot, the secret organization to prevent all synthetics because they saw the potential destruction that it could bring. And it endured throughout the millennia. Right. I mean, it would be interesting. It would be very interesting if um, the Vulcans, too... Had a, had a severe hatred of synthetics. That it, that that the the hatred came before the split, the Romulan Vulcan split. Mm-hmm. It's because it's in her mind. So I guess she sees herself there from her predecessor who gave her the memories. Uh, so you're thinking that you're thinking that this is like a a yeah like a multi generational mind melded memory mm-hmm. that gets passed down. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. How did how did that one crazy Romulan woman on the Borg cube like have all of these beliefs? So where was that coming from? So where does the Borg? Yeah, that's where I'm confused about. Where does the Borg fit into all of this? Because aren't they from the Delta Quadrant? They are. And Control is um, Control was in the Alpha Quadrant. So I, 
See, that's where it gets confusing. I have no motherfucking idea, like where this. Could I think people. Come I think a lot of these theories are are coming out because everybody wants to wrap up these loose threads from different shows. But I don't, what if it just doesn't happen? What if there? <laughs> what if it has nothing to do with the Borg or or uh, or control, and it's just something else? <laughs> well, if you kind of think about it, the Borg and the the whole control AI thing are kind of in opposition with each other. The Borg just mm. want to assimilate everything, every uh, yeah. living species, while Control wants to destroy them. So right. I guess in a sense, the Borg are kind of competing against Control. And I guess P Star, Trek uh, Star Trek Picard is supposed to redeem the Borg in a sense, kind of, make them the good guys. That would be a twist where the Borg are the ones to save the day. Oh, like like they're trying to they're trying to stop control in their own twisted way. I mean, I suppose. I mean, the Borg are are both life and technology, you know, together. So they mm -hmm. would they would want the life aspect of it. Um, and they've they've tried they've tried at different times to assimilate. Like um, when they tried to assimilate uh, uh, species eight four seven two, like that was a mostly organic life form. That they're trying to integrate their their um, their life and technology in, and we're we're unable to do so. Um, but yeah, so so it doesn't seem like the Borg is against life; they just want to assimilate all life and technology that's superior. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because the, originally the theory was that the Romulans somehow made the Borg, but it also right. it makes way more sense to connect Star Trek Picard with Star Trek Discovery. Because I guess that's a way of CBS believing as though in order for people to understand uh, Control, they would have to go back and watch all of Discovery. And... Right. I mean, if, if they've paid for their CBS All Access, you know. <laughs> because they're, because I know for a fact there are people who are watching Picard that have never seen Discovery. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people, too. Yeah, like... I have no interest in Star Trek Discovery. But if they're going to integrate and kind of the storylines are kind of inter intersect a little, I then... Feel, I feel obligated to go back and, like, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. This also makes sense as to why the hell, like, we're doing Picard and not like something else, but because Picard has, you know, the whole Borg thing, seven to nine, the whole Borg thing, it all has to come somehow kind of connect with the Borg in some way. That's why I, I'm, I, I'm thinking, I'm theorizing that the Borg will somehow be the saviors of the galaxy, despite being lauded as the destroyers of the galaxy for the longest time in Trek history. Have a little twist. You know, I do say, I will say that with Star Trek Picard, there is this feeling that it's this grand unifying trek. You know, that, that forever we had the original series, we had the original series movies, we had TNG, we had the TNG movies, we had Deep Space Nine, we had Voyager, we have Discovery, Enterprise, you know, and that this is an attempt to bring all of those plots together somehow in mm -hmm. some sort of linking fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Star Trek version of uh, Marvel's cinematic universe. <laughs> that's that's the one thing everybody's been saying. It's the Star Trek version of the Marvel cinematic universe. So I guess they, they 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 just they have they have Voyager with Seven of Nine. They have the TNG with Picard. All they need is somebody from Deep Space Nine to come in here. I mean, Alexander Siddig ain't doing anything. Bring him on. Bring him back. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I suppose if they if they bring in Section Thirty One plots, that's that's straight up. That's straight oh, up Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's, that is true, yeah. Though mm. then again, you know, 
the discovery apparently took that took those plots as well so i don't know by the um, way in this episode hugh dies unfortunately i actually really like the character of hugh especially played by this guy who yeah. is also the original actor as well right yeah no he's fantastic um i was sad to see him die i almost felt like they were bringing back that it was kind of like the last couple seasons of, of Game of Thrones where they kind of say, hey, remember this old actor, this old character? Well, they're dead. You know, right? <laughs> hey, re remember Asha? You haven't seen her since season three. She's dead. Uh... <laughs> At least and his death was also kind of bullshit, too. Like he's watching the fight between Elnor and uh, Nerissa and he peeks out to see how the fight's going and she sees it and boom throws a dagger right to his neck that's that was kind of a bullshit death a little bit right i mean so he needed they need an ex-borg to to uh start the the gate is that the idea that yeah the, the queen cell mm -hmm. the queen cell so this is an excuse to bring seven of nine back though i mean i suppose picard himself is an ex-borg did you not see the uh the preview for the next episode yeah, it seems like she's back. Yeah, mm -hmm. the way he he summons her, where does he where did he find that SOS thing? Like, where did he find that? Because he's in the corner hiding, and then he looks and he sees it hanging off something. Huh. I I don't know. Like that was such a weird. I had to go back and watch it like three times. Like, where the what the hell was that? It was like the little SOS thing was hanging off something, like almost as though someone out of the <laughs> the camera's reach was holding it up for him to just to see it was there. I, I mean, don't know. What, what, was it on Hugh's dead body or anything like that? But why would Hugh have it? And 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 no, he left Hugh's body alone. Like he left and, and ran off. So mm. I, it, it's a really weird scene. Go back and watch it. I don't know how he even saw it or, or whatever. But he summons Seven of Nine. Yes. And in the preview, we see Seven of Nine comes back into the cube, and something's happening on the cube. Something, some some crazy shit is going on on there. Because I doubt Nerissa killed all the XBs. So I'm I'm going to assume that I mean there should be like there should be thousands of XBs, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, so I'm assuming they're all going to go rogue and start defending themselves. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean I would too if if you killed Hugh. Yeah. The, the leader. <laughs> and if you look closely at the next episode preview, we also see that um Seven of Nine's eyes are black and she's in like some weird chamber with wires around her. Do you think they're gonna make her the next board queen? I, I guess, or, or, I mean, that's the question of, of what, so the, the, the Romulan brother and sister, they're trying to find this home world. So I don't really understand why they were so intent on killing, um, uh, Elrond, Elrod. Like, did they, why, why would they care about him so much? Because he helped Picard escape with Soji? I guess they want to maybe capture him or uh, question his that. I have no idea. Maybe we're also looking at the whole prophecy of the Destroyer in a different way. Maybe Soji is not the Destroyer that's going to destroy humanity, but maybe the Destroyer that's going to destroy control. And maybe they're reading it wrong. Because when the, the, whole, the whole concept of the Destroyer came about when Soji is interviewing the, um, the Romulan woman that was assimilated and is now free, right? Mm, yeah, the Romulan woman says she's the destroyer. I don't. I don't. Did any other character call her the destroyer? I think, I think maybe one of the Zatvash that's captured in Picard's home calls her that. I think, but 
I think maybe mm, they misread yeah. the prophecy and that Soji's not the destroyer of humanity, but maybe the destroyer of all synthetics. I mean, I think she's, I mean, I definitely think that the prophecy is misread. I mean, clearly Soji is going to be a hero that needs to be worth saving. But, you know, we don't want to, you don't want to get to the end and be like, actually, Picard was completely wrong. It's like, Soji was disastrous <laughs> and she should have died. Like, clearly that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking, too, that maybe the Zatvash read the prophecy wrong or, or maybe Control is somehow manipulating them into thinking something completely different. And Soji is not their destruction, but their savior from all the uh, the um, the synthetic nightmare that's about to come. That's why the Borg, uh, the XB Romulan woman, was so afraid of her because she was made or is destined to destroy all synthetics, Borg included, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering. See, I'd love to go like frame frame by frame of the the vision that um, the flashback, the flashback that had. Um, well, apparently it's like a, a, a bunch of people like standing around in like a circle and um, at one point, they, I guess they all get the visions and then slowly but surely all of them start killing themselves, like tearing at their face and shooting themselves in the head. I'm assu- oh, right. Yeah. I'm assuming the reason they do that is because they want to give the vision to everybody and then see who can survive the vision and then have that person pass down the information through generations. Yeah, no, it seems okay. So now now it's coming back to me like the the they show Commodore O like in the past with with all of that circle of Vulcans like doing some sort of like big mind meld to to predict the future, right? Right, right. And so they they but it's of course not Commodore O because Commodore O is is in this present timeline. And so this is probably like one person that survived seeing such a horrific thing who then passes it on mm-hmm. like um you know to other vulcans so that they can you know um remember and know through okay. the generations yeah yeah through the generations um and then yeah i guess it's so horrific of course if it's so horrific that some of them are are tearing at their faces i'm surprised that um that anybody survived it especially somebody as like weak-willed as as um the blonde oh gerardi gerardi yeah. yeah i maybe maybe she didn't show yeah that, that is kind of a plot hole how come gerardi didn't kill herself because you're you're is she weak-willed i mean i don't that's that's that, i don't know she seems a little weird okay yeah. so <laughs> the 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 vision shows like a, an, an impact on a planet and then people like screaming and tearing at their face. Um, and then they see like a city getting destroyed by like a nuke and then people shooting themselves in the head, an entire planet getting destroyed. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So the people tearing at their face and shooting themselves in the head is the fact that they can't handle how horrific these visions are. Um, as the mind meld is being, the visions are being passed on to them. So I guess they just kill themselves until one or a few people are left standing that can actually withstand the visions and not like go crazy or die. Um, now the planet, I guess it seems to be earth. Um, I'm just looking at this. It's, it's a bunch of skyscrapers. So I suppose. Could be generic planet number seven. It's true that also has skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. And then 
This shows the planet blowing up. Yeah. This would be much easier had we seen Discovery, but I have no interest in anything before the TNG series. Like, I have no interest in the original <laughs> series or Discovery. I really don't. It's tough. It's tough to get, you know, to make prequels engaging because you know how everything's going to turn out. Right. Like, you know that it's going to be somewhat okay in the end. Somewhat because, okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. So... Really, the Vulcans and the Romulans should be on the same page, or at least I wonder if there's a a um, secret group of Vulcans, mm. like like the Vaj, the Zatvaj, the Zatvaj. <laughs> you know, I know it's it's it, ugh, I know it's what would really bother me if they they are kind of making this the whole cinematic version of the Star Trek universe, but at the same time. That would make sense that they're doing that because, I mean, everybody needs to have their own cinematic universe. Remember, like, when they were trying to do the Dark Universe with, like, yeah, uh, yeah. the Tom Cruise mummy film? And uh, I, I guess that's still on with the Invisible Man movie that recently came out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody everybody wants to have these inter interconnected um, media that they somehow think is going to be super successful. But, uh, I mean, I, I guess we're getting into a lot of different plots. I mean, the TNG plot about reunification of the Vulcans and the Romulans. The, the, we're still getting into the supernova of, of Romulus and, and the fallout from, from the Star Trek, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's... Uh, I guess they're going to bring in this control, time travel control. Now, if they really want to bring stuff in, I mean, there's a lot of also some weird plots from Enterprise. So there's something called the Temporal Cold War, where the Federation is having um, a, a very, like, a battles across time, uh, you know, constantly, um, and, and things like that. But I don't know if they're, I don't know if, if they ever even... I never finished Enterprise. I never got the last season, so I'm not sure if they really. I heard, I heard Enterprise point. was not that great or well well received amongst fans. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, um, and it, it just didn't seem to go anywhere. People people in the fourth season were like, "Oh, it's just beginning to find its its legs," and it's like, "Dude, it's fourth season, you know." So who who knows if they'll bring in any of the the Enterprise? Or I'm sure someone's like, "No, that was all canceled out in some sort of time travel." That's like the worst when time travel cancels out events. I also wonder if like they will utilize time travel. Well, like they did in Discovery, so they probably will in Picard. But I, I wonder how, how time travel will be received now in Picard because it, it's kind of hard to do time travel. It, it, it's a very weird thing. Even Harry Potter kind of realized how pointless it was and they stopped in the books, but then they brought it back for like the sequel play or whatever. But uh, time travel has always been like a staple of Star Trek, right? Yeah, but it's always like reset button kind of stuff, and it's it's always very unsatisfying. But it made sense in a in a in a television show that was episodic. But now we have an arc, so I wonder how that's going to work and play out. So I know in Enterprise they had this reoccurring plot called the Temporal Cold War, where like various time agents from you know from from centuries in the future would show up, and and then somehow. You know, it's time travel, so it all gets reset, and and the the war comes to an end, or something. Yeah, that seems super confusing and very convoluted. 
Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. And they're, they're from like the 31st century. So it's Jesus. Like way, yeah. And so you, you don't even know what's going on. By the way, how is this episode for you? Because you're someone who's a fan of the TNG era, and this is must be like nostalgia porn for you. I, I that's the thing is that I'm not that into nostalgia porn. Like, I didn't get that much out of like Riker and Picard like walking through the woods smiling at each other. Like, it's it's just not that's, that's it's just kind of remembrance, you know. I I'm not I'm not I don't like nostalgia as entertainment. Like, I think. Um, I like an actual plot going forward. <laughs> you so. don't, you don't get off on the member berries. No, no. Hmm. Everybody, everybody seems to say like this was an, a very welcoming episode. Everybody missed Riker and Troy. Troy looks different. I I didn't recognize her at first. She looks oh, very know. different. People 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 grow old. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, still still no mention of Tom Riker. Who? Oh oh, Riker's uh, evil twin. Riker's clone. Yeah. Riker's He's not clone. Even evil. He's, he's, he's good. He's just a clone. Or he might be the original. I, I Did, forget. Didn't he join the... Um, the Maquis. The Maquis, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. Honestly, this, this we're, we're, we're slowly getting some information. Uh, we're slowly getting... See, this this is where it starts getting interesting for me, because now everybody's theorizing about what could possibly be, possibly be going on. And this is where I'm starting to kind of like it a bit more because now it is getting interesting. Didn't the Romulans, when they first met, met uh, when they first met the Federation, didn't they attack them indiscriminately? Um, like first met back in like like eons ago, like like Star Trek Enter- Enterprise. Yeah, I know that they didn't have view screens and stuff. They couldn't. I, I, you're, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I thought I remember, like in Star Trek lore, when the when the Romulans first met, first met uh, or encountered the Federation, they attacked them, and they had a whole war with the Romulans. Where at one point, neither side even knew what the other looked like. Um, maybe that's why the Romulans attacked the Federation because maybe they knew that the Federation, even back then, was responsible for the whole AI thing. I mean, that would be a big retroactive action to try to make everything make sense you know like lots of stuff doesn't make sense like in star trek a lot and so to try to like make everything make sense with with like a new plot going forward i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> you don't think they would do it because from what i from what i'm told by star trek discovery they, they not only they do not only do they do time travel and section 31 but they also do the mirror universe they they kind of make spock's character a little weird kind of like a bad boy type of character which eh. yeah and and they also kind of make the klingons look different despite it being like i don't like they they did everything in star trek discovery so i, I wouldn't really put it past like these writers to do it with star trek picard i mean it's the same writers yeah exactly and not to mention people keep bitching about what they did to seven of nine's character did they do you think they really ruined seven of nine's character here no i mean i think there's there's it's fine i don't think the original seven of nine character was that great um we 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 have enough like stiff scientifically minded characters uh to go around well i I I mean star trek star trek always has this sort of like character who's learning to be human right right the original series it was spock and then it was data and then you know then you kind of have odo and then um you have seven of nine 
You know, there's always a character to learn. In Voyager, before before Seven of Nine came around, there was there was um, this. I mean, Neelix was also learning about the uh, their society, but also um, Kess, mm. um, who is a character that left. She, um, but it's like you know, they, you always need a naive uh, character that that has to learn about. You know humanity's ways. Yeah, it's like here it's Soji. It, it's just part of the, the formula, I guess. What would you What would you give this 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 episode on a scale from one to ten? Everybody's giving it like a nine out of ten, an eight out of ten. Uh, I'm curious. I wouldn't give it that much. I would just say like a six. A six. I, it wasn't It wasn't that exciting for me. It was fine. It just wasn't that exciting. This episode was. Yeah, you're right. Nothing happened, but at the same time, stuff did happen that kind of makes you think. And I and I and I am thinking that maybe control is more part of the Star Trek Picard. Uh, series than, than than we're led to think. See, uh, now I have to go back and check out Discovery, and then oh god, it's just so much work. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it for us. I would do it, but I don't have uh, access to CBS All Access. Well, you know, mm-hmm. not, I'm sure, I'm sure we can find the same access. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will see you next time. We'll probably cover episodes. This is episode 7. So next time, we'll probably see you guys on March 19th for episodes 8 and 9. Unless something crazy happens episode 8, which is bound to happen. I I swear 7 of 9 is probably going to come close to being the board queen, and maybe they'll find a way to remove her from it. But the preview looks looks sick. Uh, Preston, can we end it here? All right, sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us once again. And as always, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.